0: so much social hi i'm stargate pioneer and i'm steven jondrew and we're from better podcasting a proud member of the gonna geek network just like
1: the show you're listening to now the opinions expressed are those of the individual host
0: check out all the other podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com,
1: and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one
0: Stand by for a brand new episode of all things Good and nerdy. Good
1: evening, everyone, and welcome to episode five hundred and thirty three excuse me five hundred and fifty three of the all things Good and nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on thursday february twenty ninth twenty twenty four That's right. We're dawning on a leap year. This might be the first time in the twelve plus years of this show running that we've gotten to stream on the leap year. Don't quote me on that because I could be wrong, but if someone wants to go check our back catalog, feel free and you can prove me wrong. If you want to prove me wrong, please know my name is Chris. So it's Chris who will ha- say this wrong. But joining me today, I have the usual band of misfits. We'll start first, Mr. Willie D. Nelson.
2: I'm the being between two realms. Two realms you know and two realms you don't know. Who knows where I'll be tomorrow? it's it's leap day so who knows where it is today
1: i mean we won't see it again for like four years four years
2: something like that
1: four more years four more years wait what (laughs) Did the
0: groundhog see its shadow Uh,
1: i don't know but uh, you know who might know joining us today mr anthony bachman
0: i know it didn't see its shadow in 2000 because that was on the century and on the century even though it's the fourth year, we don't do the leap year or the leap day on the leap year. Cause that's how weird our calendar is. Add a day, take away day, add a day, add an hour, take away. Blah, blah, blah. It's all made up bullshit. Y'all fickle. All of it. All of it. Time is just fickle. made. Up. It's only six twelve because everybody in mountain time right now agrees at six twelve. Well, it's if not. We it's 8-12. Said, if we all said it was 3. AM, it would be 3. AM. We can, well, I'm on top.
1: We want, and he is in the mountains. I'm in taco standard time. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, so you're five hours ahead? <laughs> five hours and
1: like 15 minutes ahead.
0: Yep. Five five hours, 13 minutes. But yeah. you're also on a five-minute delay because you're on taco time.
1: It's true, because I'm in the cloud.
0: Yep. To the cloud! The iCloud? No. Apple owns you? Cloud. That's the taco did, cloud. Did
1: you watch the league, Willie? He did
0: not. I mean,
2: a little bit. We go through this every time.
1: I don't mm-hmm. remember. I think I've repressed the fact you probably haven't watched it because it makes me sad inside.
2: I have <laughs> watched it, just like I don't remember a lot, and I didn't watch it all the way through. Do you like,
1: remember some of back. the good songs in the league? Do you remember a song yes. entitled Vaginal Hubris? Yes. It's a hilarious one. Jean Lejoy yeah. is a hilarious songmaker. maker.
0: Do you yes, remember? I know his I've... other song. Do you remember I'm Inside Me?
1: Yes, there is a song <laughs> we're on. It's true. Andre was inside himself.
0: Oh, we got someone in chat to watch The League. To the cloud. Hit him with a brown note.
1: They say it's the best song ever. I'm not sure whether we're talking about natural hubris (laughs) or what song there, but it it could be any of them. If you're not aware, for folks that are watching the show and haven't heard us talk about it before, The League is a show that used to run on FX and then later on FXX, That was a bunch of friends who lived in chicago that played fantasy football and all of the hijinks that came up amongst it and evidently they did a lot of improv and stuff and i found out because they would do like the basics here's what we're going to do for a script they'd fill in gaps and they'd have to fill in the football around it at times because when they recorded, it they may not know what's been going on or what players are injured or stuff like that so it was probably a pretty interesting improv exercise and it had a pretty talented cast when you go and look and see what some of those folks are doing now the one who will probably jump out the most to folks is nick kroll who's that uh, rodney roxon in the show but he's done a whole bunch of other work out there including the kroll show on comedy central
0: i was saying and uh, uh was it big lips big mouth big mouth
1: <laughs> on uh, Netflix.
0: Big mouth, big lips, whatever.
1: And Human Resources, the spinoff.
2: Yep. And it was also in the movie Uncle Drew.
1: <laughs> Kent's the cherub says the only real fantasy football involves orcs. And you could play. There's a video game version. Was it Blood Brawl or something like that? Blood, or Blood Bowl.
0: Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Warhammer 40k Blood Bowl. Yeah. They they weirdly have really cool teams. There's a vampire team on there now. It's got there some is cool a. Miniatures. F- <laughs> there is a
2: video game version, too.
0: Hmm.
2: Blood Bowl 3 is on my wish list. It tells me every time it goes on sale. I think
1: I have Blood Bowl 2 I bought, and I haven't gotten to play it much because there was a steeper learning curve than I anticipated, and I went, oh. yeah, I don't know if I want to get into this right now, and then I kind of forgot about it, to be <laughs> fair.
2: Yeah, that learning curve makes me think, uh, let me wait till it goes on a big sale.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure how often it goes on big sale for consoles. We will talk sales and what I'm into. Uh, Ken points out does have a very steep curve.
0: So well, yeah, if you're trying to like mix Madden with Warhammer 40k rules, like <laughs> there's probably a whole lot of weird shit to learn and to yeah. play.
1: That. Bachman, you might be our only hope on this one because you're the Warhammer of the Bunch.
0: It's true. I am the Warhammer. Like, I mean, I'm Warhammering again. So I I might pick up Blood Bowl at some point. I got. Uh, I'm trying to remember, I picked up one of the Space Hulk games, which a uh, Space Hulk is like giant, you know, planet sized spaceships get lost in the warp and get kind of melted together in the chaos warp. And then it will occasionally come flying back into uh, our normal realm space and they'll find these gigantic just, you know, ships like melted into ships full of demons and weird shit. And, like, they go through and, like, fight through them, and there'll be entire clans that live inside of them. They're crazy as hell. I I picked up one of those games. It was on sale for, like, 8 bucks on the PlayStation Network. It's pretty fun, but it is an overly complicated shooter with, like, uh, what was it? Star Wars Commander or Battlefield Commander where you had, like, your clone trooper, but then you could control, like, three other clone troopers, what they did.
1: They have a couple of different RTS games that they've done is, over the it, time.
0: It, the space Hulk, space Hulk one I have is kind of like that, but it's you know controlling t- like two or three other Space Marines that are following you around as you're basically trying to go through this giant spaceship and clear decks and find stuff. It's pretty cool, but yeah, it's it's intense. <laughs> no doubt. Kent
1: did correct us. It's fantasy rules, not uh, 40k yeah. rules.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, it'd be more the yeah the fantasy. Now they got yeah. Well, like now. They they had Warhammer Fantasy, then they brought back now Warhammer Old World, and then the one that they launched that I first got into when I first got into this stuff, which is the Age of Sigmar stuff, which is like the redo of their fantasy. That they, they got a whole lot of different games. It's ridiculous. They got Necromunda, they got freaking Kill Team. There's Warcry, which is like the kill team version of Age of Sigmar. Like there's Warhammer's got anything you need, is what they got. Games Workshop will take your money for any damn reason, and they will oh, yeah. give you a reason.
1: It's also <laughs> oh. super expensive.
0: Oh and, yeah!
2: Uh, I also remember it took me. A second, I had to look it up, but there was another monster uh, football game that is more arcadey. It's called Mutant Football League. Yeah. So there you go. That's also something, but that's well, more was, yeah. plays like an arcade football game as opposed yeah. to a. Tabletop dice rolling game. Yeah,
0: well, they had that one. What was the NFL one? Because it was like backyard blitz or something. So not blitz, oh, but the one that was, was like street NFL ball. blitz. Was it just NFL blitz? Okay. And
2: there, if now we and that could go a couple of different ways. If we talk about the arcade slash, you know the uh, you know the ones that were also brought to the home that was still the arcade style of NFL blitz, or was just you know all the licenses and they were still doing the elbow drops and the pile drivers. Mm-hmm. Or are we talking about? The NFL Blitz game that was for the uh, or Blitz the League. That's what it was, because it wasn't even Mm. NFL Blitz at this time. It was just Blitz the League. They didn't have the license.
1: But you know what the underrated version of the Blitz games is? It isn't quite Blitz. It's NFL Streets. That one was fun.
2: I'll give you that as well. But but could you send a hooker to your uh, opponent's uh, uh, room the night before a big game?
0: No, it like you not. couldn't
2: blitz the league yeah. because that nope. was something. That, could you take steroids and blitz? In, uh, but in you village?
1: can the TV show I do like that is potentially getting a re- return, which I will bring up during our news of the week. Thank mm-hmm. you for oh. reminding me, Willie.
0: I'm looking at the artwork. It was NFL Street is the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And in the Wikipedia, it says similar to the Blitz series, NFL Street is a blah, bubble. Blah, blah. Yeah. So that was the one I remember seeing in the arcade because the graphics on that one was really cool in the arcade.
2: Uh, if you want to see more on games uh, such as that, and he does play that as well, I recommend the YouTuber, not the expert.
0: Not the expert.
2: Not the expert.
0: That's a good one. It's a good name.
1: Yeah, he does bad. play
2: a lot of those. Also, the backyard games too.
0: He's a backyarder. Back
2: well, no, the, you know all the ones with that where they always have like the same kids as roster. Uh, you know where they play baseball or football or soccer. It's like Funny. a whole series. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, I'm surprised you never heard of that. I thought it'd be something.
1: If
0: man, I aged out. I aged out at Paperboy. I don't know what you're talking about. I believe. And I'm not it. talking about the rapper from Atlanta. I'm talking about the video game from Nintendo. And there's like a 40 year difference between those two cultural things.
2: Wasn't it an arcade game first. With an not actual it, bike handle,
0: it might have been. I'm not oh, sure. I know it was. I remember playing it on Nintendo, but yeah, I don't remember playing that one in the arcade. Like the only one that I remember really crazy with like that type of like add-on was the oh what the hell is it called Seven Twenty Skate, where you had an actual skateboard that you stood oh. on and you had to like kick it really hard to make it do. It was the oh I vaguely remember that one quote unquote mm-hmm. controller ever that thing you also had the I'd ones with one, the motorcycle work well yeah but like those are kind of regular you see those in all sorts of different games where you have any type of like bike space bike crazy jet ski that you kind of half lay on like there's a bunch of those but yeah i only BDR. saw that one that one skateboard game where like i saw it in like three different places and never once did i see one that worked they'd all been kicked and beat up so bad that, that none of them worked I'm afraid oh. you
1: you have referenced the wrong worst controller of all time. I will share it with you. What it Ooh, actually uh-oh. is. This well, was in Japan was going... for Dragon Quest as a tie-in. So oh,
2: I know what this is. Willie oh. may know what this is. I know. It's blue. It's blue. There it is. It's a slime. I know. I've seen this. Yeah. It's
1: a it's a slime. That's How awesome. are you supposed to hold that though?
0: I think you are. You supposed to put the giant Hershey Kiss upside down in your lap. I mean, effectively, but this is not really a very
1: ergonomic controller. It looks huge. (laughs) Now,
2: that's the one you go to and not the Resident Evil 4 controller? Oh,
1: that one's pretty great, too.
2: Oh, the Resident Evil 4 controller is the one that looks like a chainsaw. and You pretty much have to hold it like a big old grip.
1: Yeah, I'll find (laughs) that. I'll find that one real quick. It's also chainsaw controller? controller?
0: Damn. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was limited yeah. edition, too.
0: Uh,
2: I know. I'm trying to think of other ones I've seen that are like... Here we go. Really I have it wonky. on
1: the Google machine. Sorry for those of you guys on mm. audio. I recommend you go check out the <laughs> video version. But yeah. The Chainsaw Controller. That <laughs> <Yep. laughs> looks so stupid.
2: <laughs> and I, I believe that, uh, that looks to be the ga- oh, GameCube uh. version, or is that the PS2 one? Can't quite tell from the picture. I um, mean, yeah, they
0: not sure. I th- it's hard to tell, yeah, which there's, there's that one's just P- a little too four. far this away. This one's
1: PS2 on the left and GameCube on the right. So the GameCube mm. is the yellow controller and the PS2 right. is the red one in these examples yeah. we have on the Google yeah. image.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Glenn's dad said Groovy. Yeah, it straight up looks like an Ash Williams controller. It doesn't look like Resident Evil at all.
1: <laughs> we do have another uh another person putting in their suggestion for the worst controller which is the steam controller which if you remember was basically like two touch pe- touch screens where the thumbsticks oh, would be. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah, they were like angled to- no, they were just smooth. They were beveled. So they like were
0: concave. beveled a little bit, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Oh. Or was I that, that the someone, Oh
0: yeah. I bet someone thought that was a good idea. The
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah, the, man. The
0: console I'm so glad I was able to sell that thing. I had an Oya. I well, now it's a collector's edition.
1: Oh, you
2: oh you had the Oya. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I sold it to like eighty for like eighty bucks. someone had made like a like a Raspberry Pi where you could take the Oya and turn it into basically uh, like a Roku entertainment center. And it was like a really good like like better, cheaper version of like the really big, expensive two hundred dollars Roku's. There's like it did all of there. that. So
1: there's collectors out there trying to get them right now.
0: I know. If I'd have just kept mine in the box from the Kickstarter, I'd probably be able to make a lot more money with. I mean, it, now, it, would, but...
1: it would be good. And unlike that, what was the Atari Kickstarter they did, where they released their own? The what is the Atari VCS, which is just poop. I called oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Oh
0: yeah, I mean thing the Oya did. Uh... Yeah, the Oya did work. Like it did what function. So I played games on it. <laughs> uh
2: what was that guy's name who was behind that fucking atari thing or is it that is it the one I, is that the one i'm thinking of i don't know color vision what was the other colico vision there was a colico Cole- vision one Cole- that's the one i'm thinking of what yeah. with uh tommy tolerico to- to-
1: i don't know what is his I, name I,
2: tommy I know
1: there was some controversy because it was off delayed and seemingly underpowered i don't even know if it ever actually came out underpowered huh? which which Don't remember say. as we've talked about on this show before we used to have a segment where we would talk about different cool kickstarter projects and stuff like that or crowdfunding stuff remember there's no guarantee when you crowdfund something that you're going to get it
0: you the hope term, that you will the term is angel investor correct you are Just investing with that. no guarantee i think of i see
1: st- return i think i still have some kickstarters that are probably like six years old at this point that I haven't delivered and i'm like well it was cool. I tried to help someone make their dream, and they didn't make their dream. So now I know next uh, time yeah. they do one, do mm-hmm. not go with them.
0: I mean, simple math. I think of the roughly 300 I backed, I'd say 260 have funded. Yeah. I'd say about 200, 220 have delivered on the goods. So... It's not bad, no. But there are some people out there that lost their, got a huge funding, lost their minds and went crazy. There actually, yeah. are there's one current Kickstarter that just went nuts, and another one that's coming up next month. The one next month I will probably actually get on because it's for a handle from uh, Redgrass Games for their new updated handle for uh, painting miniatures. Mm-hmm. The Duncan Rhodes, who used to just uh, used to be a painter for Games Workshop, he's the guy that came up with the catchphrase Two Thin Coats." Uh he actually has a company called uh the Duncan Rose Academy and the paint line that they sell is called Two Thin Coats by Duncan Duncan, I think it's Duncan Rhodes. But yeah, he just did his Kickstarter for his third line of paints, which is 60 paints, and they funded in like 31 minutes. He wanted he like he went for like a hundred grand and I think it's sitting at like six hundred thousand right now or something ridiculous like that. Like it went crazy. Nice basically everybody that everybody likes miniatures that you know is into paints. Like, is back in this guy's stuff because apparently his first two Kickstarters did really well. They delivered all the goods and people liked the paints that he did. So, this is wave three.
1: I can dig yeah,
2: it. I think there's one uh, uh, Kickstarter. I think we both did. Uh, I can't remember what the original comic was called, but it had the smiley face type thing. Big, big dude. Body bags. Body bags. Yeah. Jason Bags.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, that was that was an unfortunate thing where yeah, Jason Pearson went through some like serious life issues and I actually believe he died just a little bit ago. Oh. oh yeah, so yeah. Oh. So before you go bad talk that kickstarter, yeah, I I Oh, I was going to bad talk. Happened. I was like yeah. that's just one. I don't think I think it's yeah. one
2: I remember never seeing anything and I, I haven't really looked up anything. I yeah, like yeah. I said I wasn't really I understand the that the risk involved.
0: Yeah, cuz I, I did I got I know I got three trades of body bags, and I think one of them was from the first Kickstarter he did where I got the trade for that, and then he was working on another one, yeah, that we both backed. And, yeah, if I remember correctly, like, you know, just rumors through the grapevine and stuff, but, like, I think he had some serious family issues, and then, yeah, I'm not positive, but I think he's actually dead. But, yeah, he created uh, Body Bags, which was a Dark Horse Presents comic, uh, which actually the characters are right here.
2: With, uh,
0: a badass little uh, chick that becomes an assassin named Panda because she learns oh, yeah. from her dad, Mac, who is clown face, who literally can throw a machete at ballistic speed like he can throw his machete knives at the speed of a bullet. And so, yeah, he's got the yeah the funky clown face mask. And then, yeah, his kid was Panda. Great comic. The original Body Bags that was it was like four issues and I think dark horse presents and then it got its own mini series and then they did another dark horse presents and then they did a trade called father's day of the original four issues. It's a great book. It's a really cool comic because it's, yeah, it's a weird world where like everybody's like everybody that's super powered is a mercenary or an assassin. Like there's no real good people in the world. There's no heroes. It's just, if you get powers, you hire yourself out to kill other people and yeah, crazy good comic and super fun. But, yeah, that was a that was a Kickstarter that yeah I remember backing, yeah. and I don't think it ever came through. I have to look because yeah, I think for a while there, you could look at your like your percentages. I haven't logged into my Kickstarter for a
1: while, mostly because I know if I go on Kickstarter, I'll find stuff I want to support right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be good.
0: Okay, yeah. So here's a, the Duncan Rhodes Two Thin Coats Paint Wave Three. They wanted there's four days to go. Uh, they requested a hundred thousand dollars as their goal they're sitting at $710,729. So he's gotten over three quarters of a million dollars to produce these paints. And a part of that is because he's done two other waves of these and delivered. And you know, like Sean Pryor. Like I always say, Sean Pryor, 100%. Like the one Kickstarter, I've, I've backed like nine of them that Sean's either been a part of a run. And he has been the, the best in communication if anything's delayed, you know about it instantly, and he delivers on everything in full or more. You always get what you request, what you ordered, or more. Sean Pryor's is like the best Kickstarter to back ever. But yeah, this like this Duncan like Rhodes one went crazy. Yeah. We got to get Sean back on. It's been too long. He's awesome. I'm sure he's got some
1: more projects coming up. We always get him on when he's got cool projects. And then we end up spending half our time talking to about Tales from working at <laughs> Toys R Us. Yeah, well, I man, mean, the man has Toy Stories. Like, the man has some great Toy
2: yeah. Stories. Toy Story. Hey, 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 hey yeah. that's not a uh, nah. public
0: domain yet. He doesn't have us Toy Story. That man has Toy Stories. It's right, ah. legally distinct. Ah. I get it. I get it's it. distinct
1: right. enough that we're okay.
0: It stinks all right. Yeah. I can tell and in an like, effort, but but look at my activities. Sean Pryor backed How to Did a Vampire. Sean Pryor backed Horror Show Chilling Adventure in forty eight. Because he's out there backing other people's independent comics too. He, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. The man does the job. He loves comics. He is the spirit. You're not of
1: comics. wrong. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get into the spirit of comics. We're going to get into the spirit of, of video games and stuff tonight, though, as part of our news of the week. Spirit? Spirits. Spirit. It was a bad transition. I apologize. Well, live from the ATG and studios on uh, the inter- It's the news of the week. Welcome to the news of the week. It is that the show we run down was in our minds. It's the most interesting, uh, geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the past week or so and share with you fine folks who are watching live or listening at a later date. Now, When we were in our pre-show discussion here, I looked at our little show notes that we have, and if you want to see them for yourself, go to bit.ly slash ATGN553. You can see all the sources and links to our news stories and went, damn, Willie and I have some depressing news. This is upsetting. We're going to make people sad. Bachman has some more positive news, (laughs) and as we were talking through things, I realized I had some more positive news, too, so we're going to make a sandwich out of that sad news. We're going to make it be the meat of our sandwich. We're going to start with some positive news, talk about the sad shit, and then end with some happy stuff.
0: Did Are you, are you trying to make Willie the
1: meat? I, I'm not trying to make Willie the meat. I'm very <laughs> confused.
0: <laughs> well, get
1: to it then, Brad. Get to it. And before we get into that, good evening to my fave hey. tech over on the Goodie Geek YouTube joining us from Arizona State University. So we've got someone <laughs> further back in time than you, Bachman. Isn't Arizona one hour behind you?
0: They would be if they believed in savings, but I don't Uh think they do. They smart. That's true. Yeah, so where I'm at at 630, I don't know if it's 630 where he is or if it's 730. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It makes my brain hurt trying to time travel. (laughs) But What doesn't make my brain hurt is some exciting news I want to share with you guys. A show that I loved a lot when it was on television back in the 2010s the early 2010s on spike tv that's right no we're not talking about deadliest warrior
0: for men
1: we're not talking about deadliest warrior though that was a fun show i don't care how many people rip on that that was still fun to get Like, like would a samurai beat a ninja or would a civil war infantryman beat an american revolution one and they would try and spend 42 minutes breaking down all of that stuff that that stuff was fascinating and fun to me, and it gets into the same kind of things that we would have on this show, which is dumb arguments about stuff that doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> Damn right.
1: But one of, as, the as are... of the shows...
0: of Jay said, Ziggy, 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 oi, 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 the man what? show. Well,
1: that was on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, oh, it? It might have
0: yeah. got re-ran on Spike then. They
1: did also have 1,000 Ways to Die, though, as they bring up in the chat. <laughs>
0: that was
2: That's one, what I was going to bring up. Yeah.
1: But there is another show that was on there that I really enjoyed. And it was a little show by the name of Blue Mountain State. Do you guys remember Blue Mountain mm-hmm. State?
0: That I remember it. commercials right. for it, and I remember the actor who's in it for various other roles. Yes.
1: So for those who may not be aware, <laughs> Alan Richston has done a lot of stuff. The first thing I knew him in was is uh, Aquaman in Smallville was the first role Arthur I remember him in.
0: Arthur Curry yes. in Smallville. He was never called Aquaman, That's but he true. was Arthur Curry.
1: And he was in Smallville multiple times, but he then went on to go and do a show that aired on spike TV. That was a raunchy man comedy man's comedy show called blue mountain state where he played thad castle the star football player of the blue mountain state mountain goats good old thad those who may not have seen it before i will tell you this right now all of blue mountain state i believe is on tubi and can be streamed for free there with ads it had been on netflix for a long time and it tended to be for me every couple of years it'd be blue mountain state i'd throw on on the tv while i was cooking dinner just because it made me laugh but it is Very much in the vein of those raunchy teenage comedy kind of things because it's very sex-driven, drug-driven, dumb joke, penis joke, all sorts of random weird stuff, but it was incredibly funny. And they did kickstart a movie sequel to Blue Mountain State called Blue Mountain State, The Rise of Thad Land, the creators did of that, which took place after the show was unexpectedly canceled on Spike TV. Well, we do know Alan Richson's... uh, profile has gotten much larger in addition to his frame as he's been reacher as of late which has gotten very popular and yes cold hearted jay does bring up another thing that was great in blue mountain state and all i'm just going to say is what he said in the comment the ice rod go look up blue mountain state plus ice rod you can figure it out for yourself Mm. from there that's hilarious okay cold hearted -Hearted jay i'm not going to tell about the ice rod because that's an odd conversation to have right now but if you watch the show you'll learn about it so alan richmond's profile has raised a fair bit, and he was always a big proponent of Blue Mountain State. He's one of the people that pushed the hardest for the movie when they were trying to go and do that via Kickstarter. Evidently, they and Lionsgate, who owns the rights, are shopping around the rights to do a sequel or continuation of Blue Mountain State that would feature Alan Richson returning in the role of Thad Castle, but supposedly also brings back Darren Brooks and Chris Romano in their roles of Alex Moran and uh, Sammy Cacciatore, who are also in the show. Now, nothing has been signed. The series is just being shopped around. But supposedly the front runners are Amazon, because they have a relationship with Alan Richardson right now, where Reacher is, but also Netflix, because... Blue Mountain State kind of got its second life and got a lot of fresh eyes put on it by being on Netflix for so long. I'm honestly surprised it's not there currently. So in theory, the show might be coming back. According to this article on Deadline, the original showrunners, Chris Romano and Eric Falconer, are also back. So it sounds like they're going to try and reunite the creative team and the main stars of the movie to try and do something that is a continuation. Now, obviously, these guys are not going to be playing college students anymore they'll probably be on the coaching staff or something like that. And and in the end, Thad Castle had gone to the NFL and was doing mountains of cocaine. So
0: what, you know, doing what a Thad does. What, what position did he play in the blue mountain state team or something like that? I think. Okay, so that still works. Yeah, like I mean, he's a giant of a human yeah. now. So well, my, my like, assumption, if he was playing playing like a quarterback or something on that show, like it really wouldn't no. work now, where he looks like a brick wall.
1: But the show's <laughs> been off for like over a decade at this point in time. So my guess is, if they're going to bring it back, it's some kind of thing where these guys that we saw when they were playing college football are now like the call are now the uh, coaches on staff. For the blue mountain state mountain goats team or something like that
0: the washed up ex-pros that come back to coach college football Yeah. yeah you could see it you could see it it very well
1: could be so nothing is official yet Deadline seems to paint a fairly optimistic picture, so I am cautiously excited because Blue Mountain State for me was very much a guilty pleasure show to watch just because it was dumb, I could laugh, and there was no great lore or anything I needed to keep up with. It was just a week-to-week, have fun, we'll make fun of some football and sports, different tropes, and we'll gross you out with some of the stuff we do at the same time. You yeah, uh,
2: take your you're wanting of lore and you go watch Friday Night Lights, motherfucker. <laughs>
0: I was saying, yeah, it, that was the league for me. The, yeah. the league was my show for that
1: if you also want to get into one of the episodes uh go check out what oil changes are for blue mountain state
0: <sighs> why do you nope i was in the military i don't need to oh you know what an oil change is <laughs>
2: oh
0: yeah <laughs> yep, I'll, yep, I'll, yep.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll only do that if you look up what an ookie cookie is
1: nah, No, not on air will i do such a thing <laughs> 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 so i said It'll i was using a to...
0: private browser
1: that's right i said i was going to start with some more positive news the positive news being hey if you enjoyed blue mountain state and the kind of comedy it provides it looks like some kind of revival project could be in the works let's talk about some stuff that's a bit sad now willie and i are going to have some sadder news uh layoffs in the video game industry continue and it seems like it's hitting all the big publishers as we record this on the 29th Yesterday, the 28th, EA announced a major company shakeup, and I'm on IGN.com where I found this article, where 5% of its workforce, roughly 670 individuals were be losing their job. There's going to be internal reorgs, and some games were going to be canceled. Uh, following the CEO's announcement of the cuts, EA Entertainment President Lara Miele shared a note with staff explaining in more detail what EA's business priorities would be going forward. This included her announcement that EA is shutting down an early development of a Star Wars FPS action game as a part of its ongoing focus on its own owned brands and existing titles. So for those that don't remember, I think we picked it up as a News of the Week story on here a few weeks back, is it kind of leaked that Respawn, you know, the team that has made the Titanfall games in Apex Legends, they know how to make shooters that are fun and can play with jetpacks and different kind of cool dynamics. We're making a game set in the Star Wars universe there was a Mandalorian type FPS game. Would have been a very good fit for the skill set that they've developed by building the Titanfall and Apex Legends games. Well, that game yeah. has been canceled. But part of what we did find out is there are some other projects that are still ongoing. According to IGN sources, the team that was previously working on this first person shooter game is largely going to be reassigned to other tasks internally, which includes Apex Legends. An Iron Man game, a Black Panther game, and the next sequel to the Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor franchise. So we are getting a mm-hmm. third entry in that franchise, which we all kind of assumed, but I don't think they'd ever actually confirmed up until these sources leaked things out to IGN. Hmm.
0: Still sad though. A Mando game like on the Titanfall version like would have been so cool. Yeah, I mean Whoa. it's I mean, to be
2: fair, Star Wars fans aren't aren't exactly new to seeing canceled
0: games. Yeah, Star Wars
1: 1313?
0: 13, le- 13. Oh, so yeah, well, I don't want to say games, but yeah. 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 This isn't the first bounty hunter that's gone missing in the Star Wars game collection.
1: They also announced, of course, they'll be sunsetting some mobile games, which probably no one's going to care about. Uh, or the vast majority of us probably haven't played that includes F1 mobile racing MLB tap sports Kim Kardashian Hollywood the EA game that was on mobile I didn't even know was being sunsetted as is Lord of the Rings heroes of middle Earth which where this one's surprising is IGN says that was released less than a year ago so they didn't even get a year before they decided to pull the tri- pull the plug excuse me on it
0: Wait, so all of EA's shitty practices and loot boxes didn't make them all billionaires? That they could just hire everybody and just make every game in the world?
1: Right. The uh, TLDR of this, and since I'm reading an article to you guys, I know you guys really did read it. The takeaway is IGN says they understand that EA intends to reorient its business and development plans to focus on a handful of its biggest franchises. This means EA Sports, Apex Legends, Star Wars Jedi, Iron Man, Black Panther, Battlefield, Need for Speed, Dragon Age, Skate, and The Sims. IGN also learned a team is still working in pre-production on the next Mass Effect, although Bioware's current focus will be on Dragon Age. So they've still got a crap load of stuff going on there.
0: Pretty sure that team started on the new Dragon Age when they took them off of Anthem. So that's been a minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah as uh kent points out in the chat it it did make them rich but the layoffs will make them even richer
0: oh yeah there you go
1: it's not the ceos that pay for this stuff it's the people working the games because
0: we can we can fire
1: 20 of them and keep one ceo
0: yeah the people that actually produce the games are the ones going to get fired and the shitty managers that made the bad decisions will get a bonus check and then get to go work at another company
1: yeah so I, I, we're getting to the point, and I, I we've probably talked about it on this show before, uh, unionize. Seriously. These guys yeah. are getting burned out and crunched. They're then getting unceremoniously shit-canned when it's arguably people that are higher up the chain that should be held accountable for decisions that have failed to make a company money, but instead the people doing the work are getting burnt out and then fired. And from what you read from these folks when they start telling their stories online is it's kind of tough finding a new gig right now and then when you do the pay is not that great right now either so a lot of these folks are getting fired being out of work for a while and then taking a pay cut because they need to have benefits and stuff like that and then the cycle starts again
0: yeah and cgi computer artists freaking video game designers the entire comic book industry A whole lot of giant groups of people out there that are basically treated like crap freelancers that need unions and like should be unionized to guarantee that they get stuff like health benefits, you know, (laughs) silly little things like that.
1: So, that was my uh bummer news coming out in the video game industry. So, while we're talking bummer news in the video game industry, Willie, why don't you continue this uh crap fest for us?
2: Oh, the bummer train's rolling around? I didn't know the Choo-choo. bummer train was rolling around. Whoa, whoa, okay. That's a little What
0: was that? Bad. Batman Forever? Bummer. Yeah, I, I think it was. I don't
2: remember. But, uh, there's some more layoffs, uh, shall we say, uh, from uh. Sony side, specifically. Uh... Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment on Tuesday said it will lay off about 900 employees in its PlayStation unit or about nine or sorry 8% of its global workforce becoming the latest technology company to announce headcount trims. Uh, they so they're already saying the trend is starting to set. Uh, after, uh, quote after careful consideration and many leaderships, uh, discussions over several months it has become clear changes need to be made to continue to grow the business and develop the company the unit's president and ceo jim ryan said in an email to employees released publicly by the company uh one of the studios that did get fully closed down was uh playstation's london studios uh, that's a little sad, and I hear it's uh, and guess which,
1: out. guess which studio Jim Ryan had just recently visited out of nowhere, and everyone was surprised that he showed up to go visit. Oh, which one? Yeah, the London studios. When a CEO oh, shows oh, up what? unannounced to visit a remote yeah. location, that's generally a bad thing,
2: never a good thing. Let's see, London Studios. I have to look up exactly what they did, but I'm pretty sure they did a lot of stuff. I remember them making that that first like five games in one for the PlayStation VR. The they did a lot of the VR
1: stuff in the London okay, Studios, yeah. is my understanding. I do remember that. It's not their fault you forced them to do VR shit. Let me see if I can pull some more stuff of their game library here.
2: But yeah, I think also uh, uh, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch also got hit from what I've heard. Uh, I think they said might that, that they've also canceled the the Last of Us multiplayer.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a little bit ago.
2: Yeah, and that might be f- and part Naughty of Dog. This. Is-
1: Naughty Dog had said some of the stuff they were going to do in that multiplayer, they're going to roll into the next Last of Us game. So I'm not really sure how they're going to do that. Sure. but that's what they had said. So the London sure. studio, going back a sec, established in 2002. They did the Getaway. They did the oh, iCoy.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, they oh, did the man. Sing Star franchise. They did the uh, a bunch of PSP titles at launch, including World Soccer gangs of london um, their website has a bunch of stuff on it they did the ipet franchise the wonder book franchise more sing star stuff the vr world stuff they did blood and truth they did some unannounced stuff they can't talk about that is now canceled but yeah my understanding was they did a crap load of the vr stuff as of late and prior to that I had done a bunch of the uh i don't mean this demeaningly but we'll say it that way the gimmicky stuff which it, it tied in with a secondary accessory or it was kind of outside the norm of what the more traditional games were that were being made.
2: Yeah, I'll give you that. And I'm uh, pretty sure, I'm assuming, Insomniac also got hit with it too, even after, you know, Spider-Man 2.
1: I don't think anything was said directly about Insomniac's hits, but the assumption was that it's going to hit all the major studios. 8 percent's pretty wide net if you think about it. And then you got EA that fired 6%. So there's a lot of developers out there. And there's a lot of people whose dreams were to work in the game industry right now. Are Probably like, why the F am I doing this right now? There's going to be some brain drain. And there's going to be some people that realize that because of the nature of the world that we live in for these game studios, that maybe they can't keep living that. And that sucks for them. Don't get to keep doing your dream because greedy CEOs keep making bank off you.
2: No. Well, I'm and, sorry. Is the cane company run out by Nestle? Because all I see is Crunch. I see
1: what you did there,
2: a Nestle Crunch bar, you sons of bitches!
1: I see what you did. Yep. So that that that's the uh, sad part of our sandwich here that we just got into.
0: <laughs> I'll top that off because we had mentioned it earlier, and I did want to confirm. I checked uh, the Kickstarter for the third body bags was the project I bought. Bar- I Backed right after Friday the Thirteenth game, so it was that long ago. And let's see, set Pearson running Kickstarter funding campaign for a ninety-six page story. Body bags don't die until I kill you, raising thirty-nine thousand five hundred fourteen dollars, nearly double his goal of twenty thousand dollars. After repeated delays in twenty twenty-two, he began. He again promised that publication was imminent. This is from his Wikipedia, and he died on December nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, of a stroke. So oh. yeah, he was working on the book. Dude had a stroke, died at fifty-two. So oh, yeah, it sucks. But I just wanted to confirm because I was like, wait, did he die or did he not? And we talked about there. So yeah. We'll put a the topper on that sad sandwich. Yeah, Jason Pearson's dead. No more body bags. But yeah, dude created a lot of really cool stuff. But yeah, sadly, that's a book no one's ever gonna get. Uh but in good news, we got we got a we got a beacon of hope today. We got we got a light shining in the darkness. We got James Gunn announcing that he's changing the title of Superman Legacy to just Superman. So it's you know Scream Scream Five Friday the Thirteenth. That's known as Friday the Thirteenth two thousand one or whatever. So the like I mean really the first movie that was designed from the ground up in the new James Gunn DC universe is going to be, you know, Superman in parentheses 2025. Because that's how they have to put it if you put the title anywhere, because otherwise it's just going to be Superman. And that's not right because Superman came out in 1978. So it's going to be one of those, again, where we got Scream and we got Scream 5, but they called it Scream. And so it's Scream 2022 or whatever. I mean,
1: it's still better naming than Two Fast, Too Furious and Fast and the Furious and The Fast and the Furious. <laughs>
2: where's Where's Three Fast, Three Furious, God right? damn
0: it. No, where is Fast 10 Your Seatbelts? How the hell was it called Fast X? Fast 10, it's right there. Fast 10 Your Seatbelts, come on. Two Super Two Man, there we go. Could have been. But yeah, so the good news is, is apparently, you know, Going through the thing, they released the logo. Um, as soon as this video or this uh report came up from the Hollywood Reporter talking about James Gunn changing the title, I actually did see a leaked uh photo from set of uh the gentleman in the costume. We got his red underwear on the outside of his blue tights. I don't know if we want to do spoilers for you know set leaked photos that may not be real or not. It looked like the actor that's playing super, but it looked really cool. But, I mean, yeah, it's something to where it was also weird. Like, me and Chris talked about the pre-show where in James Gunn post on Instagram, he's like, overjoyed to be announcing the start of principal photography on Superman today, February 29th, which just so happens to be coincidentally unplanned. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Superman's birthday. And it says, yeah, when I finished the first draft of the script, I called the film Superman Legacy. By the time I locked the final gra- draft, it was clear the title was Superman. Making our way to you July 2025 which then means that the title of the movie will actually be Superman, parentheses, 2025, parentheses. Uh, I just wish they would quit doing it, but I'm still, like, fingers crossed, I'm holding out hope that James Gunn is going to give us what the DC movies need, which I mean, is more of, like, what he did with the Suicide Squad.
1: By reputation and what he's done, there's no reason to really doubt that he's going to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt, I mean, and, I mean, we're getting Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Like, Nathan Fillion doing anything is awesome. Nathan Fillion working with James Gunn, fuck yeah. (laughs) Like, he's always good. But yeah, just, I mean, it's something where, like, I'm just, I'm just hoping, you know, some... Some DC executive doesn't come in there and start messing around with stuff, and that James Gunn literally has enough power to do what he wants to to do with this movie. James Gunn is the DC executive right now. So it's not like
1: anyone can come in and tell him to change his movie unless it is like
0: allegedly the Warner CEO, which we know he has great taste on things. They said that when they put Jim Lee in charge of DC Entertainment at one point, and he was going to run all the movies and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, eight Mortar Brothers executives started telling him what to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing this job anymore. And uh, like, I think at one point they put Jeff Johns in charge of everything. And then he did this. He's like, no, thinking they won't let me do this. They won't let me do that. Fuck it. I'm out of here. I like, think part of what happened at those times, though, in charge was... And then fucking with
1: them. Yeah, but they did that. And then the CEOs changed of the company because of all these different acquisitions and they want their own people in there. So my argument would be that... Gun's creative vision is probably safe so long as the current CEO remains in charge.
0: There's no giant power switches, but yeah, I mean so, they did announce that
1: Warner and Paramount Plus are no longer pursuing a merger, so we've at least that got that going for us. I mean, hopefully,
0: hopefully, hopefully. In, like I said, in Gun we trust, but man, I just oh, I hope he pulls it off. I want to see a Superman movie that's about hope. It's about the bright, shiny Boy Scout. That's about the guy that's, you know, believes in all the goodness of humanity and only wants to see more goodness. Like, that's the Superman I want to see on screen again. Like a man of steel. Ah, I knew you were going to fucking say it. Not even so the
1: one where Paul Kent tells his son to let yeah. him
0: die. Maybe
1: the, you oh, should yeah. just let no, the kids in the bus die. Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, if he's
2: telling his son that maybe he kind of deserved it. <laughs>
1: that's not jonathan kent that's the problem that yeah that's putting in unnecessary things that don't exist for in regards to that character to add weird dramatic bullshit to it
0: so you can then die for Ah, a dog in a way that wasn't necessary
1: don't change the spirit of clark kent's moral compass which is always what what would my dad do
0: and don't fuck with one of the best deaths in comics that is only powerful and poignant when Pa Kent, standing next to Clark, has a heart attack and dies. And the guy with all the powers can't do anything to save his father. That's the fucking point. Guess what? The fucking dumbass dogs in the truck? I can think of six different ways Superman could have got that dog without his dad dying.
1: He's faster than anyone can <laughs> see. He could just he run. He also
0: could have run out and got his fucking dad and just run him back. <laughs> Nobody would have fucking noticed. In the middle of a fucking tornado. All right, all
1: right all, shit right all right, all
0: right, ever.
2: To bring it back, though, but just like <laughs> every good American, trusting gun.
1: I see what you did there.
0: Uh, I will change did. that. The only gun America needs. James gun.
2: Okay.
1: I
0: like that yeah. one. Yeah. But... Yeah, you motherfuckers. The only gun that hasn't misfired. The huh? only gun anybody needs, like Johnny Witherspoon. Don't be a punk-ass bitch. You get in a fight with these. You win you lose, but you live. You live. Little punk-ass bitches need guns.
1: Fair enough. On that note, I think we've wrapped the news of the week. <laughs> there was some quicker news this I week. So. We're, we're kind of going a little quick this week. I think it's just because it's it's been a week, and I know I'm a little burnt out, so I apologize if I've been rushing things, everyone. But... In that vein, we do have to start wrapping things up and how we do that is a little segment in the show a bit called what I'm into it's our chance to share with you fine folks watching live or listening at a later date, the geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into because hey, you guys might want to go check those out yourself and I'll kick things off because my list is fairly short I've been playing some more skull and bones. Uh, it, it's interesting i had some of the most fun in the game last night when i partied up with two other people and we just kind of went on a rampage across the map not doing pvp but doing pve kind of stuff and it was really fun and it was kind of helpful because the one guy had a level 12 ship and i'm sitting there with my level 7 ship and another guy with a level 9 ship and no chat still doesn't work either voice or text mm. chat in the game <laughs> which I don't know. Nice. So he he's like, sends me a trade offer. I'm like, okay. And then he just fills up his trade offer with a bunch of guns and stuff. And I was like, okay. And he, he sends the offer button. I'm like, I guess he's just giving me this shit. So the dude gave me a bunch of cool guns and it, it leveled up my ship like one and a half levels. And then we just kind of wrecked face going through all the PVE zones, raiding a bunch of forts, blowing up enemy ships. And it's some of the most fun I had with the game. It's just... It took me a while to get to that point where it was fun like that because the single player story is okay, but the game is really not that fun when you play by yourself and playing with other folks kind of makes it better. But the fact that there's no chat in the game and no cross chat working across people playing on, say, PC and Xbox and PlayStation is really annoying. Yes, you can do your own Discord channel and do stuff like that, but it doesn't really make it easy to randomly pair up with people in game and then work together so i've been having fun with that they did launch their first season add-ons and they had to do a bunch of bug fixes because they were doing way too many spawns on things and people were just getting wrecked because they'd get in a fight with the season one plague bearers i guess it's a bunch of ships that are carrying the plague and launch plague weapons at you that gradually whittle down your health Well, we would get to the point where like one would show up they're buffed against damage by like 40%. So it takes forever to wear them down. And as soon as you kill one, then you get like three more that would spawn on top of you. And people are like, this is bullshit. I can't do anything. <laughs>
0: that it's trade a fl- thing though, that reminds me, I'm trying to think it might've been city of heroes. Cause that was one where at the end of the game, you would create like uh charged items that went into your powers to make them stronger. And so people that had like level 50 heroes would fly back to the center of Atlas city and would try to open trades with like level one players. And if you open a trade with them, we're like at your time, like when you're level one, you're doing missions and getting like 50 credits. And like, if you would accept the trade, they would just drop like a material that they would created into your trade box. And when you went and sold it, you'd get like 2 million credits. And so like it would fund your character through like the first 20 levels if yeah. you did nothing else, I remember people doing that. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I remember like getting to the end of that game and then going back and doing that for like level one characters when I saw them. Or once so i just drop them an item. It's like, it doesn't mean shit to you at that level. But when someone started a game like that, it's so helpful. And it's so cool to have somebody like, oh, here's $10 million. Go have fun, kid. Yeah. Like, so love that fun.
1: Stuff that's fun people dropping stuff down on like that the problem is the single player is pretty quick and then the end game loop of how they keep you playing is you basically have to keep putting money into different colonies that you have to manufacture goods for you to then collect pieces of eight which is a different version of currency in game but in order (laughs) to collect all those pieces of eight you have to sail to 16 different locations on the map which takes somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes of just sailing around and blowing up people that attack you while you do it. Mm-hmm. And I guess when they did this update, when things weren't very balanced, you would just get attacked even more. So people were like, I was doing my circuit. They would take 20 minutes. Now it's taking about an hour because I'm getting attacked so much while I'm Yikes. doing this. So the end game grind, it's really not something I'm too intrigued by. And from what they've said is each season, this end game stuff resets. So all of these, uh, all of these uh, colonies for lack of a better term that you set up or manufactories. I think they call them as soon as the season ends, then they start over at zero again. And you have to build everything back up by funding them and going around and sailing oh. them. The, the game for a game that took them 10 years to develop. It's not great. I'm having fun with it, but I think most of my fun is going to be derived from playing the campaign and just random missions with my dad versus any other stuff going on with it. Like in a week, I've basically finished the single player story and not just tackling single player missions religiously. It's more of, okay, well I'm done getting these pieces to go make this new cannon. I want I'll go back and tackle some single player stories. It, the gameplay loop is very repetitive in it.
2: Yeah. It sounds like it's kind of like uh, using MS paint to uh, paint the Mona Lisa.
1: You can do yeah. it.
0: But it ain't going to be fun. (laughs) And it's not going to give you the result that you want either.
1: (laughs) If you want to play a pirate game with your friends, the one to play, and soon you'll be able to play it on PlayStation also, is Sea of Thieves. Wait, is that announced fully? Yeah, they already announced it's coming to PlayStation. Whoa, I'll try that. I'll definitely play that so sea of thieves will work on playstation xbox and pc the same way that skull and bones does right now and it's not just a ship driving game you actually get to be pirates and go and fight each other and go on islands and do treasure hunts and stuff like that yeah you get to be pirates you don't get to be pirate ships exactly skull and bones is all right it's just It's not what they promised it would be, and if as long as you're okay with basically just playing a game where you drive a ship around and blow things up, you can have fun with it. But if you want to play a pirate sim with your buddies, go play Sea of Thieves. Other stuff I'm getting into, uh, I've been sort of busy with things, but... uh, Iew EW dynamite was the last appearance of sting before his retirement match this Sunday. So that was fun. And they took one last time to have sting appear from the rafters of the ceiling from the, that rafters. was fun. Nice. Yep. They had him zip, not zip line down, but they had him up in the what? rafters and then they had him in rigging and then dropped him down into the ring so that he could go fight people again. Just like in the old WCW days
0: was Tony Schiavone on commentary. Yes. Okay. I mean, that, that would be the one thing I would think that Tony Khan would make sure happened. Yeah is that Tony Schiavone is there for the last like live stadium show.
1: And the Sting's retirement match is this Sunday. He will be retiring from pro wrestling. And what, 65-ish years old? He's got a against career. Who? It is Sting and Darby Allin against the Young Bucks. And where is that at okay. again? Greensboro, North Carolina. Where is that? Uh, North it sounds, like, Carolina. it sounds like
2: such a faraway place. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be at the Greensboro Coliseum. which It's is
1: exactly where it is.
2: Two miles right down the road. We- I know. And
1: they're still selling tickets. They have limited tickets left if you want to see Sting's final match, Willie.
2: I'm sorry. I don't give money to the Ticketmaster.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I don't disapprove of that statement, but yeah, that's coming up on Sunday. I'm real excited to watch that. It's a pretty stacked card. The thing that really bums me out though, is they had announced a match that they called meat madness that they had to postpone because of injuries. So meat madness will be happening at a later date because some some of the
0: meat was hurt. Some of the meat got tenderized. Yeah.
1: Some of the meat was a little too tender.
0: Was it was it the Meat Man? Was it going to be Meat Man and a bunch of other meat?
1: No, evidently uh, one of the folks that was injured that they wanted to be in it was Miro, so they're they're postponing wow. Meat Madness and instead doing a some kind of scramble match to figure out the number one contender for the title.
0: Miro is a
2: big sign. Well, I of guess a meat. that's a big. So human. The spirit's willing, but the body is made of flesh
1: and is weak. Yes,
2: I think that's, that's, that's... Futurama. Fucking call. No, no, the spirit
1: is willing, but the flesh is weak and spongy that's the phrase that's,
2: oh i missed and spongy oh and you can't understand it. it's like oh well, who's this douchebag with glasses superman Willy, was just here
1: hold on it works better when you realize they're talking about death by snoo snoo when that comes
2: i out. know what the
1: <laughs> he's so mad He's so mad, but that's why I've been getting into. I'm gonna to toss things to Willie because the chat room has already said what you need to talk about. <laughs> oh, you've know, you been tossing to
2: me. You're just tossing it right to me right now. All right, fine, fine, fine. Hey, uh since I'm since I'm gonna be talking about uh uh uh, Yakuza, uh 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 you know, like a dragon, infinite wealth. Guess who got the platinum trophy just recently? That's right, this guy. Within the last week, you didn't. Bam, bam.
1: you didn't even let oh. me answer. I, don't know. I wasn't, yes. The to. question
2: answers. You it said, guess
1: who, and didn't even let us try and answer.
2: Yeah, this, ridiculous. yeah, it, it, it was a rhetorical.
0: <sighs> I got rhetorical for you. I'll re tore your ickle. Ow, I don't, yeah. okay.
2: So, I'm not gonna lie, it's an easy platinum, it's very easy <laughs> to get. It is not hard at all. All the other ones. The previous games they are hard as fuck to get i would say Uh, oh this is like a couple of levels down if those are like on a eight or a nine out of ten this one's on like a four or a five for you know the platinum trophy but i finally got it i started new game plus since i have it with the deluxe version of the game so that's that's nice and since then, I've also started to um, I started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake again because I do eventually want to play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. These names are going to be turning into tongue twisters very quickly. Yes. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I haven't watched anything new? But uh but you know what you know what I've been doing? You know what I've been doing? I've been listening to some music. And you know what I got? Another top five this week. Willie's top five. I need you a bunker right. at some point in time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Number five, we got bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. I love that song. Uh, that's also the song that uh is playing in the car during the first Kingsman movie when they're stealing the car in the beginning. That's the the song that goes bo 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 bonkers and yeah that that's that song. Uh, number four, Coconuts by Kim Petras. Uh, three, Gunfight by Sick Puppies. Two, Cruise Control by Grizz. And number one, Bourbon Street by Jeff Tuhy. T U O H Y. That's Tuhy, I think. Tuhy, huh? I want to say. I mean, come on, uh, uh, that seems understandable, but yeah. Uh, other than that, those are the games I've been playing. I still, still been playing Dead by Daylight. I'm just waiting till March twelfth to. Uh, yes, I would like to go against the unknown, the new killer, but I'm more interested in the map. I want to see that location. I want to see this the, this map run through the uh, run through the theater and in the woods surrounding it. It seems like a fun, cool thing and looks different and cool. So I'm waiting on that. I think Dead by Daylight could get away with just uh, maybe paying for licenses for just locations, not necessarily ki- you know, killers and survivors. Locations, I'll take.
0: Okay. I don't know. Don't give me any more worse ideas. We wanted Scream, and instead we got the license for the costume for Ghostface. Would you? I would like if they
2: just brought the location from the Scream movie, the, the, the Drew Barrymore's house. That'd be
0: fun. No, I had to do Stu Mocker's house. Fine. Fine. Let's do that one. It's been used as a kill site multiple times in the Scream franchise. Spoilers! (laughs) Big spoilers.
2: I haven't even seen the last one yet. I don't even know if that's a spoiler for that
0: movie. Yeah, Scream 6 was a good one.
1: I don't know. Willie, yeah, I do have something here. queued up you wanted me to have on Instagram for you, though. So would you like me to bring that up?
2: Sure. I mean, I didn't ask you, but I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for uh, for anyone who uh, wants or cares to, for the uh, some custom rugs, there is a uh, uh, an Instagram out for rugs by Willie Nelson, which is ironically what it's called, Rugs by Willie Nelson, because Rugs by Willie was already taken. Fun, fun uh, thing. But it also says I'm also running Rugs by Willie. Instagram's weird. (laughs) I don't know if it's mine or not. Whatever. It's weird. But uh, yeah. Uh, I put up up cool pictures and videos because you know, people like seeing cool shit like me. And so I like making cool shit. Hence the rugs also.
1: The rugs by Willie.
0: And the present was delivered. And it was loved. It looks great upstairs. It's right in front of fashion's closet.
2: But I also took a very uh, artistic shot, I would say, uh, of a late night uh, trimming session. That's it. Uh, You know, just a nice darkening, you know, I mean, it it looks a lot brighter out there than that. Oh, it's a mood. It's a whole mood.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So go check out. What is it? Uh, Rugs by Willie Nelson on Instagram. That's where you can see all of Willie's ongoing stuff. And hey, you could even commission him to make a rug for you. You could do it.
0: He's good at them. These
1: two hands. Those are the Willie Nelson hands. He's going to choke you with them. When you cross him, he'll just kill you. Don't cross (laughs) Willie.
2: Hey Bachman, what you been getting into, buddy?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go grab a drink. All right. I uh, finally watched uh, Gareth Edwards' The Creator on. Uh, they put it out up on uh, Hulu, so me and Jana watched that last night. It's pretty good, a little long, and you know it kind of falls into some similar patterns. Where about halfway through the movie, you can kind of guess where everything's gonna go. But damn, if it wasn't pretty, and it was an enjoyable film, like it was, a, it was a cool flick um yeah that was one that had been on my list for a while We would never gotten around to it uh randomly at some point was like flipping through stuff I think on Amazon Prime and I saw like Boondock Stains had popped up so I watched that again while I was working the other day just freaking Willem Dafoe in that movie is just hilarious like of all the crazy shit that he's ever done him being like this over the top gay FBI agent that's hunting two guys in Boston is just he's so good in it he's fucking hilarious um and then yeah got a little bit of painting done i forgot I'd, i was trying to find it on my instagram i actually put the picture up on twitter just in response i think to like the world of warhammer on a wednesday i put up a picture where i just painted like six different things because it was like what's your work in progress it's like well oh, i can't think of any one thing to work on so i'd added paint to like six things in the same day so i just took a picture of all of them but then uh yeah i've been working on my buddy colin left me one of his uh hand of the archon Let's see if i can ever get this camera to Frickin' focus 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 but you get at least you can't see some gold on there so yeah i got some blue got them all done in blue got the gun in white and then uh got some gold on him some balthazar gold so he's he's finally looking pretty cool you got to paint the eyes and do some other stuff but yeah it's a it's a nice little figure a little crazy i think it's a jukari so they're like the dark elves of warhammer 40k so yeah been enjoying working on that and then like, just lining up the projects. There's so many of them. Oh, yeah, there you go. Chris found it. Work in progress Wednesday. So, yeah, working on six different projects. See, so, yeah, I got the elf there. You can see I finally did, Um, uh, for those watching on live or on video, you can see it. I worked on a uh, guillotine that my stepdaughter picked me up at a sale that she was at a, a gaming store. Uh, two of the size markers for a kill team. Uh, the one Drukari guy, a couple of bases that I was trying some new textures, and then slightly behind that's a Word Bearers, uh, Dark Apostle and his two disciples. As uh, one of the guys I follow on Instagram is doing a contest for the month of March, and you just have to work on a Word bearer. It's like, well, I'm doing an entire Chaos Space Patrol or a Chaos Space Marine Combat Patrol of Word bearer So I was like, well, there you go. Yeah, Gwen's dad got it in the chat. Praise Logar. Logar was right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna work on getting my uh, mainly getting uh, my Dark Apostle done for the month of March, and making sure hopefully I can get the I think I can get the Apostle and both the disciples done because the disciples are both like eighty percent painted, so little touch ups, add in some decals that I've got for the the word bearers. I got a sheet of the the transfers on them, and yeah, the dude holding up the flaming book, the dark the Dark Apostle. It's just a fun miniature. He's got a big spike mace. He's covered in the the scroll work. He's holding up a flaming book. Instead of having a jet pack, his backpack is like three smokestacks that are skulls. Like It's just a cool-looking mini. And the fact that I get to work on one I was going to do anyways and enter it into a contest, fuck yeah. That's the best way to do it. And then, um, yeah, I did turn in the new mini of the month for the contest down at our local store. I haven't gone back in to check on that one to see how the voting's going. But I'm looking forward to next month because next month, I think, on Warhammer's website, they said it's going to be a termagant. So I get a paint, uh, another Space Tyranid, another um, another bug. You know, sci-fi bugs are always fun. So it'll be fun to try out a, a new uh, painting scheme on him. And then uh, there was some serious gaming going on. So serious. I, have not, I have not touched much of the DVD. Uh, Jan has been playing lately. I, there's Honestly, there's nothing in the current Rift archive that I want to unlock. So I just haven't been playing it. And I've got other games that I actually enjoy. So I'm chapter 17 out of 22 on Uncharted 4. So I've almost finished that one. And then um, it got interrupted because for her birthday, uh, the stepdaughter wanted to buy herself Baldur's Gate. Uh, she doesn't have an active PlayStation account, so she just bought Baldur's Gate 3 on my account. So on the PS5 in here, when I'm not working, she's been coming in and playing Baldur's Gate. But I also being a DD fan, wanted to give it a shot. And so I made myself a uh dragon gold dragon monk. So I've got a gold dragon that's running around punching people to death and breathing fire on them, and it is a blast. The game is crazy. The 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 cutscene videos are just gorgeous. Like it's sometimes it's insane to see how far games has come when you really think about it. Like it's like, oh, this looks like a movie. Like the the cutscenes in Baldur's Gate looked better than that first like CGI fantasy, Final Fantasy film that was what like twenty years ago. Like it's just it's uh, crazy.
2: Spirits yeah, within, when,
0: yeah, spirits within. But when they <sighs> when they did like actual like controls of every piece of hair, and then realized how bad that looked because it doesn't look natural. <laughs> but yeah. Baldur's Gate, I can I can see you know why it won so many awards. It's a super fun game. I, I think the step kids already put in like at least 50 hours and she bought it like less than a week ago. So Those yeah, she's been numbers. Oh. She's got a job and going to school. Those are pretty solid
2: numbers.
0: But yeah, she she's been having a blast. I put in maybe four or five hours. So like I've just barely got past like the tutorial part of it, but really enjoyed it, having fun with it. And then that got interrupted because uh I think it was It's weird because for my schedule, it's thrown off. I just finished my weekend. For me, this is Monday. I started my work week today because my job has a shitty schedule. But on the actual weekend, uh, they did a second free weekend for No Man's Sky because they were putting out a free expedition for the first time that you could just go download the demo No Man's Sky on any gaming system and you could play the expedition for free, which I thought was pretty cool. And I really liked the last expedition I did. They did one where you went through on N7 Day and you got the Nomad. And so you actually added it to your fleet. They put it in the No Man's Sky game. And it had been a while since I'd fired up No Man's Sky on my PS4 because I just have it on disc. I bought it on sale for like, you know, 10 bucks at, you know, a, a gaming place because the digital never goes on sale. And, you know, it's good for the simple fact that Hello Games makes a lot of money off of it. And, well, they've put out like 30 updates and giant DLC patches of this game. And those are all free if you have the game. But at the same time, I got the digital PS5, so I haven't been able to play the new pretty version. Well, it's part of the weekend, they actually put the game digitally on sale in the PlayStation store. So it was $29.99 instead of the regular $60. So I've already put in like 14 hours in the last three days on the new on my new start of a No Man's Sky expedition. And then found out over the last two days I've been trying to like warp system to system to system to get back to um, uh, when you're doing the expedition, you have to get to an expedition rally point at certain points. You have to get rendezvous point one, finish phase one, move on to phase two. And so I'd done all of phase one, went into phase two, and didn't realize that during part of it, you go through a black hole. And when you go through a black hole in No Man's Sky, when it says that it tosses you from one side of the universe to the other, it means it. So I'd been trying to reach rally point two and not realize that I was starting from the black hole and not from my starting base. And so I was basically trying to cross the Milky Way galaxy three jumps at a time. And so each, each time I was warping, I was going through like three different solar systems. And over the course of two days, I'd probably done 40 to 50 jumps and I still couldn't see the rally point. And luckily, I just started Googling, like, why why am I missing this? And I found someone on YouTube that put up a YouTube short. They're like, if you can't find rendezvous, rendezvous point two in the current expedition, you did what I did. And you took the black hole. You're on the other side of the galaxy. Teleport back to your base. You'll get there real fast. After roughly 40 to 50 warps that, like, I spent warp fuel on them. I spent hours doing it. I went back to my original base today because you can just teleport back. That's all you got to do. And the rendezvous point was exactly three solar systems away from my starting base. I was there in one jump. I'd wasted like six (laughs) hours basically teleporting, pick up my mini, go back to painting it a little bit. And then, oh, hey, I arrived in a new universe. Check the map. Still can't even see the rally point select three universes over hit x teleport again pick up my mini paint it a little bit <laughs> i did that shit for 2 days <laughs> sometimes that game is ridiculous but it's also kind like i'm glad i found the answer cuz it was getting annoying but at the same time the fact that like going through a black hole sent me that far across a game's universe that 2 days of flying back I couldn't even see where I had started yet. At ludicrous like, speeds nonetheless. Yes. Yeah, at ludicrous literally like the, and especially on the PS5, ooh that shit's pretty. It looked pretty on the PS4 and on the PS4 Pro. On the PS5 No Man's Sky looks even prettier. And I'm super excited now once the expedition is done I'm going to start up a new actual game save file, start from scratch, probably play either a Corvax or the I can't think of the big tough guys because the last time I played I played as the little tiny dudes, the Gex which are kind of cool like little kind of lizard guys i'll probably do like a robot dude this time i've never played as one of the the robots the core box but like it's a super fun game and it's just like they're always adding stuff and the best thing i love about the new expedition is as you play through the expedition it teaches you all the things that they've added to the game if you haven't played in a year so like it's like oh hey you can now build this thing and you need to build it in your base to get past the next part of the expedition to earn trophy or like whatever trophy points. And then you'll get your rewards, which will help you build the next thing. But they do that and teach you how to build all the stuff that maybe if you haven't played the game in four years, you have no clue about it. And let's to the fact, I'm pretty sure now if you play any of the expeditions, it's basically like the greatest tutorial of a game that has entirely too much information in it because when you start no man's sky day one and you got a damaged shield and a damaged ship and you're on a planet and you can't scan anything and your your mining laser doesn't work and you have to go pistol whip a tree to get some (laughs) carbon out of it so you can fix your laser so you can then start mining so then you can fix your visor so then you can then start scanning like from I, you know it's the most basic starting point for most space for like especially space games where you're starting on a random planet but yeah the expedition is great because it it starts you off kind of like that but like you start with the shield your visor works you can already scan you're not being killed by the environment immediately which does happen sometimes when you start a brand new save file in no man's sky is you will wake up on a radiation planet and your character is cooking and until you get into a cave, you're Fine. going to keep cooking and you might die. Yay. And so you play that risk whenever you start that game because it randomizes whatever planet you're going to be on. And so, like, it's super fun. But yeah, the expedition is really cool. And I can't wait. They have a, they added in you know, all the little, uh, expor- exploration ships. You have a little, like, motorcycle speeder bike. You got, like, a Geo Moon Rover. You got a giant freaking sand crawler, like the Jawas in Star Wars. And you also have a mech suit that they call the Minotaur that jumps and has like fiery jetpacks, and you can run around and you'll mine with that. One of the things they've added to it that I haven't been able to build yet is you can put AI in the minotaur. And I guess it just follows you around and does what you're doing. And so if you're out mining, you just have a giant mech suit walking behind you, protecting you. It was like, Oh, I can't wait to see that shit. I can't wait to build the AI, put it in the minotaur and have the minotaur like, Hey, go get me some cobalt. Like go, go mine. <laughs> But yeah, the game's so much fun. I mean, the only problem is now between Baldur's Gate and No Man's Sky, I don't know when I'm going to finish Uncharted Four. I don't know when I'm going to start freaking uh, Mass effect. Ch- effect. There's uh, there's so many games, but oh, Yakuza no Man- Zero, No Man's Sky is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also I've been watching a lot of videos of the yeah the what what's he called the unknown. Mm-hmm. yeah uh spooky Loops, hybrid panda would put up a bunch of it. it's such a creepy looking killer like the way he's uh, all twisted up it's just grody like someone it's weird. made mention of
2: and I, I i didn't notice it till they said it. i was like wait is it uh is that supposed
0: to be dwight's skin i mean i, I guess it kind of maybe looks like just because it's like default white guy with short brown hair so I mean, I don't know if it's specifically supposed to be Dwight, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's because I think he's just wearing like, you know, slacks and a button up shirt, but yeah, it's just a weird twisted body. So I don't know if it's supposed to look like Dwight or not, or if it's just supposed to be average guy, if it's just supposed to be, you know, five foot 10 brunette, like, yeah, it might, I mean, it looks a little like Dwight, but I don't know if it was really supposed to. But yeah, that map does look cool. The movie theaters looks like it's going to be a super fun location. And yeah, that's one thing that DVD having like 12 variations on some of the maps is okay. But it's like, yeah, I would rather just have some more maps. Like, get us some more maps where we're going to different places and not doing the same thing over and over again. But yeah, that's what I've been into. Tons of stuff, but mostly video games.
1: Nice. On that note, then. All my
0: other shit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> On that note, then we are going to start shutting things down. A friendly reminder before we shut things down that right now we're streaming this show every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at gunnageek.com slash live. That is the streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. You could be watching this in some other places. We do syndicate to other sites out there, but if you go to gunnageek.com slash live, that is where our primary Twitch feed and chat room are embedded, and that is the easiest way to communicate with us. We have been playing with a few other... Uh, streaming sites for instance this was our first week uh, streaming to live.space which is when I learned about on threads not sure I've noticed anyone pop in but there's no chat integration with StreamYard on this one. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. where we'll be next week. The two go to's for us though would be YouTube and Twitch right now. We always play around with the third one to see what works. Facebook doesn't seem to gain us any traction, so I just kind of do it or was doing it. So the the you, podcast episodes would be there.
0: <laughs> I gotta ask Wed's dad in the chat said he built he painted 12 battle mechs this week. I'm wondering what size those are. Are those forty K miniature size or are those big suckers? Because, yeah, that's, hasn't touched his 40K a week, just not I feeling time. it. Which, yeah, I understand. Six millimeter. Okay. Okay. So not not the huge one. I was like, how, is he building that, like, the giant robots and painted 12 in a week? Holy shit. <laughs> Still, even 12 of the six millimeter ones, like, that's awesome. Getting 12 figures done in a week? Yeah. That's get on you. Like I said, yeah. I, I hadn't been feeling it, and I was busy with my comic book project. And like this was literally like the first mini I sat down and spent multiple hours on in the last week. So when you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. it happens, you know. Paint when it makes you happy. Your hobby shouldn't your hobby shouldn't drag you down. Like that's the whole point. They're supposed to be fun. Are they? Yeah, yeah. The only problem is we're Americans, so we try to monetize all of our hobbies so that that way we can oh, quit yeah, working. No. <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, then, like I said, we stream this show live every Sunday, not Sunday, Thursday right now. So, please, we do encourage you to come pop on over there and join us. Before we shut down the stream, though, do you guys have any final thoughts for the people that you want to share?
0: Logar was right.
1: Sad. (laughs) I mean, that works. On that note, we are going to (laughs) shut down the stream. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you all next week. If you have any feedback for the show please contact us at gnpodcast at gunninggeek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN or even better go to twitter and send us a message at ATGN the music you've heard in this show is produced by kevin mcleod and can be found at